Welcome back to another episode of Nure in the Two Lights podcast. I'm Asil and this is Samaya. I'm saying this is Samaya for you today. Thank you. <laughs> um, and today, what are we talking about, Samaya? Today, we are going to speak about um, Islamophobia, um, particularly in relation to the World Cup, because the final is tomorrow. <laughs> guys, Morocco. Morocco broke my heart, guys. It's okay. They, but they did make history. They Just did like make that history. one girl was like, you know what? We made, we made history. history. <laughs> See you guys in another four years. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess we can start this off with my story. Um, and it's impacted me a lot the last, I don't know, week or two. So at school, I have this, this class. I'm not going to get into the specifics or anything because I know people from school listen to this and I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to cause problems, um, but essentially there is an uneducated teacher at my school who was speaking about the World Cup, um, specifically about Muslims and about Qatar and about just Arab and Muslim countries and the implications that were made in that class and like the way he said that the way we view women and things like that, it just, it made me realize how ignorant people can be, you know, like he said that we view unmarried women as a word that I probably can't say on this podcast <laughs> directly in class. Um, and it was almost targeted at me, like these these particular questions. And like, I would like to clarify, this is not a history class. This has nothing to do with the world in general. This is supposed to be about like economics. Um, and so just, just the way that there was an implicit bias being placed in it and the way he was like, he's uneducated. And so there might be people that are uneducated in the class and you're... Um, opinions that are not facts are being kind of forced upon everybody else in there so then I feel like I was like the the what is it called the elephant in the room yeah the elephant in the room and I just felt really small and tiny and I didn't I've never really been directly impacted by Islamophobia before Mm. like I've seen it on the news and this and that and yeah okay sure eighth grade I might have been called a terrorist one or two times um, by people that were also ignorant, the though. Thing is that's so different because those are kids. Those are, are like kids. immature kids who mm-hmm. are just trying to like get a rise this out of was, you or whatever. Yeah. But when it's a full a teacher man who's supposed yeah. to be your teacher, someone who's like supposed to like mentor guide you, you and mentor guide you, you, that kind of thing, and someone who's obviously impacting other children, other mm-hmm. other students as well. Like you have to be careful with what you say. Exactly. So do you yeah. want to go into like more details of what he said just so we so, get like a little bit more background? Yeah. So I had to write this whole email. It was crazy. Um, bro. <laughs> pull up the receipts. <laughs> I'm not going to pull up the receipts. But yeah, he was just talking about the like, I felt like he, like, took Fox News and just, like, everything was spewing out of his mouth, which was, like, completely false. He somehow Qatar was not a rich country, which I don't know if you guys have ever seen Qatar, but it's it's very rich. Pretty rich. But then you talk about how Muslim countries use, like, slavery and this and that to build things like the World Cup stadiums. And, okay, while the conditions might not have been the best, the there are not good yeah. conditions, working conditions everywhere, all over the world, including America. I mean, minimum wage can barely Especially get you America, anything. Like, yeah, American slavery? Like, like, you can't call one thing slavery and, like, put America on a pedestal. He literally said that America should be the, um, what did he call it? Like, the like, model country. The model country, the role model to all of these other Arab slash Muslim countries. And the con- negative connotations towards Muslims in general and he brought up marriage and social politics mm. in an economics class. And he wanted me to answer a question about regarding marriage laws in these countries and just completely took it out 
of like the framework like it's just completely wrong it's like you know like when you see a video but it's only like capturing half of it so it makes somebody else look like the villain when in reality that's not the case right that's what he was doing he was just setting up us muslims and i realized that this happens more often than not you know Mm -hmm. where people it's like propaganda they take one side of the story and then blast it out there to all of these kids that are just sitting here and they're also uneducated i mean some might know more than others but like you're in a teacher position people assume that you know what you're talking about but as someone that clearly knows more about muslims than this teacher um i was sitting like this is so wrong Mm -hmm. and so a couple things stood out to me one people's ignorance Mm -hmm. i never realized how ignorant people could be until that day um i never realized how much like hate would affect me because i was falling apart that week i was a mess i was like this is so wrong on so many levels and then three i never realized that people if it doesn't affect them they don't say anything because afterwards, mm-hmm. everyone was talking about how this guy is just so horrible. Like, I can't believe he would say those things. Then why didn't you stand up and say something? Right. Like why, didn't you, why didn't you yeah. stop him? Like, in the moment, I felt like I sh- probably should have said something. But I actually kept quiet because I knew that if I acted in that moment, I would have gotten in more trouble and not have actually helped myself in the situation. You would have acted out of, like, Yeah, like I would have acted out with with all of these emotions flooding right. me. I wouldn't have been thinking logically. That's why I took a step back and waited. But, like, everyone else that was sitting there, they're clearly not attached to Islam the way I am because I'm Muslim. I was raised, you know, as a Muslim. Um, they all just sat there and watched. And it brought me back to this, um, what's his name? Nelson Mandela? Mm-hmm. I think it was him. It was a quote about, like, if you... If you stay quiet, then you're on the side of the oppressor. Yes. And I didn't realize how true that quote was until I was sitting there in that class. I was like, not a single person is saying anything. Right. Not a single person even asked, are you okay? Yeah. Or said, maybe we should change the subject, mm. you know? And so I guess this episode is going to be more on like an activism sort of row and more of just like how you can identify Islamophobia and like how to stop it, you know, even though it doesn't directly affect you. Or even if it does affect you, what do you do in that situation? Because it's so awkward. Like, it's it's horrible. I think especially with, so the World Cup, for those of you that don't know. Oh my gosh. um, The World Cup, it was hosted in Qatar, which is Mm -hmm. a Muslim Arab country in the Middle East. Um, And there have been a lot of Western people, like, especially from America and from European nations that... um, were criticizing the kind of rulings that were being placed in these stadiums. Mm-hmm. For example, alcohol wasn't allowed Ooh, I should probably talk in, about that, yeah. like, in the stadiums because alcohol in our religion is prohibited. There was, like, I don't even know what the other rulings were, but... There was something um, about, like, public displays of affection. Oh. But then they warped that into, like, oh, women, you know, women are right. oppressed. Like, that's not the case. It's just, like, keep your hands to yourself. I mean, right. even in America, PDA is sometimes, like... Mm. Yeah, yeah, so basically a lot of these, like, Western... Um, people were, yeah, Western ideologies, they are, they are opposite to a lot of the Muslim ideologies. Like, Mm -hmm. as a Muslim, I will say, like, a lot of what's considered normal in America is not what we follow as Muslim people. Mm -hmm. So, them going, you know, Americans and, you know, those Europeans going over to Qatar to watch the World Cup and whatever, um, they found themselves in a situation that was different and for a lot of people different is scary Mm -hmm. and so they're like oh well we you know we believe this and we should have for example our alcohol we should be able to um have like x y and z being shown or i think even probably there was like probably clothing guidelines to like i mean just being modest like showy or like um that kind of stuff and so a lot of the um 
even like American reporters, like there was a video of the like one of the Fox oh my News God, that ladies bothered me so that much. was essentially bashing on a system that was meant yeah. to respect women and she was like oh like we have to go in a separate area line and we have to do and i think and it was again, a security like, check of, right and, it, and and there was another like instagram person that had made a video in response to that that was like well actually it's because again you're in a muslim country and mm-hmm. in islam you know these women even in security checkpoints security lines they don't want to be pat down patted i don't know if that's a word patted, patted down, down by um it's by, just like male security officers yeah. you know like People just have to understand that there are, you know, you're in a different country. You're mm-hmm. overseas. These are their guidelines. These are their rulings. This is, you know, Islam is is essentially like the um, the political kind of uh, Islamic law is what mainly governs yeah, those areas in the Middle so East. Better. Yeah, yeah, right. And so these people are just like completely bashing on that. And so you know, her teacher, I see his teacher, was kind of just falling. Mm-hmm. Um, victim into just like believing all victim of, well he's victim to believing all these that's things, true you know what i mean but like and then he's turning that into oppression and he's teaching it to a class that has right. nothing to do with oppression and these things you know but you said a couple of things you were talking about culture and like your main ideologies kind of like impacting the way you view other cultures and like i believe that's called ethnocentrism when you think that your culture your way of thinking is the best and it's, it's what like should be the way yes <laughs> it's the way like you know and that when you go overseas, like, you're not going to go... I use this example in my email towards admin. Like, if you go to Japan, right, most Americans wear their shoes in their houses. I don't not... I don't wear my shoes in my house. But, like, we most Americans... <laughs> most Americans wear shoes in their houses. But when you go to Japan to respect said culture, you're going to take your shoes off before even entering said house, you know? Um, so, you, you know, ethnocentrism is something that people fall subject to a lot. And it's something that you have to realize, okay, just because I do it this way doesn't mean doesn't that mean everyone that else has to. Way. Yeah. Because with ethnocentrism, like, that's another thing. It's like, you believe that your way is the superior mm-hmm. way and that every other way is inferior. That's um, not the and, case. And yeah, and along with that point, it's, and we were even listening to like a, uh, a Friday sermon about something yeah. very similar and, um, Essentially, he was like the imam, the religious leader, I guess. I don't even know what... The, the leader of the prayer. <laughs> That's yeah, literally he, what it is. He gives the sermons um, or the khutbahs and things like that. He was saying like, well, there have been so many events in America, right? And you have people from all over the world coming here and nobody complains about doing things a certain mm-hmm. way. Or, you know, so you, you if you're going to somewhere else Mm -hmm. you have to respect those kind of rulings so what if you you don't have access to your alcohol i saw videos of people like after the world cup games like they were actually like having fun in other ways um even the whole like you know like no pda thing like if you can't survive without doing some sort of pda (laughs) for like three hours like that's honestly kind of weird like just like (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just so yeah. It it really is frustrating when because it's always placed on like Islam as like the Muslims, the Muslims you know yeah. what I mean? Cuz if it was in a different place and somewhere in like Africa, maybe not even a Muslim country, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have said anything. They really wouldn't. You know have. what I mean? It wouldn't like, have been a big deal. For example, you brought up the security checkpoints. Most women in America don't want to be patted down by a man. I'm sorry, whether you're Muslim or not, you just, it's uncomfortable, you know? So actually having that is meant to respect you and make you more comfortable, but you're taking it out of proportion and being like, oh, you know, look at them. They don't want us near those men. That's not the case. And how many, sorry, and how many, like, 
how many women have instances where like instances of like harassment sexual, or sexual harassment assault yeah because of these things so like it's you protecting have to understand us that, yeah like everything in islam really does have a purpose mm-hmm. and the whole kind of like separation between male and female type of situation is to respect women first and foremost and to make them feel valuable and comfortable mm-hmm. and like all of these like, things like the hijab it's not meant to oppress women okay like at all it's meant to value women cover her beauty so she's not taken advantage of because right. unfortunately in a lot of societies that's just the way it is you right. know you can feel free to express yourself the way you want but muslim women we feel more comfortable covering ourselves because we realize our hair is beautiful our bodies are beautiful and we should value that and you our, know like this you know you cover your physical beauty so that you're inner beauty can really shine, shine take yeah um, but yeah just listen to the hijab episode for, like, <laughs> it's, the one, it's called a pearl in her shell and then also you were bringing up alcohol and that's something he spent literally a class period on a full 55 minutes on talking about alcohol and he was talking about how like if people try to sneak alcohol into the stadiums they're going to get it from the black market and then they're going to go to jail and be killed and oh i was like God. whoa and i wanted to say something because this was before all the other comments were made and in that moment i was like maybe he just doesn't understand like maybe he just read the wrong article you know i was trying to give the benefit of the doubt which is something i've been trying to do more often you know but then i realized this man has been totally brainwashed and i would like to say alcohol was banned in the stadiums for not only religious reasons but also cultural and safety reasons you know it's just safer and frankly it's more fun when you can actually understand what's going on in front of you you know i saw like a post on instagram that was like people actually like um, like they're, See they're how actually, bad their teams no, are. they're actually like sober, like to be yeah. able to remember what happened in the games. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or like, because a lot of people like after parties and stuff, they just get like blackout drunk, and then it's like, what even happened the night before? Yeah, and then you have a hangover. So and, yeah. yeah, and so all of these rulings have been put into place because, like, they were again, there is that religious sort of precedent and that religious way of governance, but also. For the enjoyment of people. And there's, I, I like, honestly, it's been warming my heart the way that, like, my, like, my Instagram feed, a lot of it it's is, like. Morocco right now. Yeah, but a lot of it is also, like, you know, tourists that are walking around Qatar and they're visiting mosques. And mm-hmm. they're, like, you know, they have, like, all these, like, hijab boots or women get yeah. to, like, try on the hijab. And then the amount of people that have, like, converted and, like, yeah. all that stuff. It's, like, also so beautiful. So. It really is. I and think people, like, your teacher just choose to, to look at the negative aspect. And that's yeah. it. So. You actually brought up the next point that I was going to say was only f- people tend to focus on the negative, the warped negative, rather than focusing on also the positive things. Like the World Cup in Qatar has been so beautiful. Have you ever seen like those dance-offs between yes. the, the Arabs, <laughs> the Saudi Arabia? I think they were Saudi Arabia. No, they were, what were they? I don't know. I don't Like remember. there was like some Arab country versus like the Brazilians in the street. And it was just so much fun just to watch like a melting pot of cultures and this and that and getting, like you said, getting exposed to new things and and going to mosques and seeing these hijab booths and just really being invested into it people that tend to focus on the negative especially when it comes to islamophobia they refuse they it's intentionally they refuse to look at the beautiful aspects of islam and of this country i mean it it really is such a beautiful world cup and just seeing all of these people come together really warms my heart you know yeah. it just they refuse to see the truth i think yeah is that thing too it's like you are entitled to your own opinion and you're allowed to, you know, believe whatever you want. But at the end of like at the end of the day, you still have to be able to respect other people's opinions. Like honestly, living in America, there's a lot of things I don't agree with. When we you know, things I see people doing 
then I'm like, okay, I don't agree with that. My beliefs do not align with that. But as an individual, I will respect you. You know what I mean? So I think that's the problem with Islamophobia, especially in the United States and especially with recent like political events and like Mm -hmm. all that stuff is that it's really just rising and it's, um, it's really hard. It's really hard. And I feel like we don't really talk about this that much, but it is really, really hard to go out and always feel like, and just like to know that you are a target. Do you know what I mean? Because, and I, I'm very thankful. I haven't really experienced very many instances of Islamophobia. Like Mm -hmm. I have had few years ago, someone like yelled at me in a parking lot that was like, take off that or take the thing off your head or whatever. Um, but other than that, I've had a pretty positive experience, but walking into stores or like going out in public, like there is still that feeling inside that's like, well, I'm just walking and I'm very visibly Muslim. And if people don't know I'm Muslim, I'm just very visibly different. Mm -hmm. And that's like, I have a constant target on my back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes you scared because when hate fills people's hearts and you're, you're subject to that, it terrifies me, you know? It's, just like it's hard. People just are so filled with hate all of the time. And I'm just like, why can't you just accept the people that are around you? You know, you don't have to agree with them right. whatsoever. You, or I'm support not saying, them. Or support them. It doesn't have them. to be yeah. that you're, you know, going alongside them and, you know, all that yeah. stuff. It just has to be a mutual like, But respect. just, like, respect them. Like, I, I think that's something we bring out to every single episode is respect is needed in this world. Yes. You know? And, but something, I mean, I mean, I could be wrong about this, but this is just my perception. With all of the Islamophobia and the hate targeted towards Muslims and, like, especially Qatar hosting this World Cup, something that I noticed was that, like, with the whole Morocco things, like, us Muslims as an ummah, as a people, we have united. Yeah, I know. Like, especially during this World Cup, you know, I've yeah. never actually been impacted. Like, I, okay, I like to go watch soccer and things like that. I've gone to a couple high school soccer games, but I've never been emotionally impacted before like this. But seeing everyone come together, you know, from wherever part of the world you you're from you know and just us muslims coming together to like show like no it's beautiful just look at this look at this like you're like standing up for one another and everyone holding up the palestine flags and go viva palestine everywhere like in every Every single picture yeah like you'll see like brazilian flags holding up the palestine flag you know brazilian flags brazilian fans i said fans brazilian fans holding up the, the palestine flag and like even like the Moroccan team after they were done, they're holding up the flag. And not only that, people showing their religion, like seeing yes, the Muslim yes. teams go down in sujood or like prostration. Prostrating, thanking God, thanking praying God. before they enter the game. I know, like, like that's not something that you see all the time. And I think because it was hosted in a Muslim country, we were, and seeing all the hate targeted towards Qatar and like just, you know, the Islamophobia people doing whatever they do, you know, just made people show, okay, we need to show the beauty of our religion. And, and we were just talking about this, like, before we even turned on the mic or anything, but um, Islam is is really not about what you do, but it's, it, I mean, yes, it is. But it's also more so about what you show, mm-hmm. you know? So when you're telling people about your faith or they have questions or whatever, it's not about, oh, like, you know, we pray five times a day, we believe X, Y, and Z. Sure, those are facts, and we can always, you know, let people know. But you want people to be able to see the Islam radiating from mm-hmm. you just through your interactions. Yeah. Through your interactions with people through the way that you just, like, carry yourself, mm-hmm. like, all that stuff. Um, And I think 
especially with Morocco, like, their team, like, they did that. You know what I mean? They really did. The respect that they show their mothers. Like, the amount of just how close they were to their mothers. Like, Mm -hmm. even, again, like you were saying, the prostration. and Even when they lost. Right. Like, that just praise and the faith. Like, you have to show it more than just, you know, you have to show it. And I think that was something that was so accomplished during this World Cup. And I think that that's also something that scares a lot of people that are Islamophobic. It's because like, oh, wow, they're they proud see, of themselves. You know, and the thing is, people, they only start to treat other people with hatred when they feel threatened. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's been throughout history. Yeah. You know, why did we even have slavery in America? Because these white, entitled they're people, were they started to feel threatened Or like by the Tulsa Race Massacre. Opposite. Right, like all these things, it's like it, it, it stems from a fear. Like these yeah. Islamophobes are cowards. And that's it. You know, like yeah. that's the bottom line. So, so whenever you see someone acting on their... Coward is cowardy, cowardness, whatever cowardice is that <laughs> yeah. a word? Okay, you know, or just in general, just like bashing people because they're they're intimidated by them. Stand up. It doesn't matter if you're Muslim or not. It doesn't matter if you necessarily agree with our beliefs or not. In the end, we're all human. You know, my grandmother, she always says she hates filling out like what race are you like on certain mm. things. She's like, we're all a human race, yeah. and it's so true. We really yeah. are. We're all one human race, and we need to stand up for each other when we realize that other people are being put down. And as and as a community of people that were being put down by these Islamophobes at the beginning of the World Cup, I think that we did an amazing job showing the beauty of our religion. I think so, too. And I you hope know? that other people also could see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think um, it's, it's, it's like a question of, okay, how do you even respond to Islamophobia on a day-to-day yeah. basis? When I had that person, like, yell at me in the parking lot, I was with my cousin and she literally turned to this guy and was like, have a good day. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the and way, I feel like, yeah. like that's just... It's also a fearful response because you don't know if they're gonna like pull out a gun on you. Yeah. Like, no, like I'm like yeah. I'm genuinely no, she's being not joking. so like honest right now. It's like even if you respond with kindness, it might be taken the wrong way from this person who's already who's thought whose thoughts and like everything are just already so warped and skewed. And it's like, well, what if that just leads to more hurt? So yeah. it's like, how do you even respond to like those instances of Islamophobia in your life? It's like, what are you even supposed to do? Well, okay, two things I want to say first when you were talking about like how do you respond to that immediately brought me back to like the prophet muhammad yeah. is peace yeah. be on to yeah. him is the role model of mm-hmm. like what how we how our mannerisms should be and things like that and he had a lot of hate oh, you know a lot but he always responded with kindness always responded yes. with a smile on his face and that's something that i aspire to be like where it's yes. just like even when someone's like cussing you out and hating on you don't respond with the same energy you know right. why because then you're also in the wrong my mom's yes. always telling me like you can be right at the beginning but if you react wrongly then you're in the wrong you right, know right. and so that's something that i immediately thought of was like see the prophet as yes. a role model in these For situations your character and your manners and yeah everything. just be kind no matter how i'm not saying you know don't stand up for yourself but at the same time in the moment when people are hating 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 show them a glimpse of kindness because you don't know how that's going to change their hearts you know yeah that's and, something and we were talking about earlier but right no that's something that you know show showing your islam it's mm-hmm. it's you know a lot of people believe in islamophobes love to quote this particular these particular verses mm-hmm. about how they think islam is so violent and it's a religion it's of like killing and x y and z but it's like Islam is really a religion of peace and compassion, and Mm -hmm. if you respond like that, it just goes to show your faith. You're outwardly radiating your faith, you know what I mean? If you, again, like you said, if you choose to respond negatively, that's actually going against Islam completely. You're not supposed to be rude and start cussing people out and, like, all Mm -hmm. these other things. Um, 
So it's just, I guess, yeah, it is definitely hard. Because yeah. it's, you know, it's it's hard to feel like you have been victimized. And especially when you want to say something and it wants to come out in a bad way. It's, like, really difficult to feel yeah. small and, like, you know, put down like that. When it's like, well, I'm so proud of my identity. You know, just, yeah. I think the bottom line, if anyone is non-Muslim listening to this podcast, is that we don't necessarily need your support. We just need you to understand yeah. And I think that's that's the thing. Like, sure, support would be absolutely amazing, especially if um especially if you see certain instances of Islamophobia happening in front of you. Support is obviously amazing, but at the same time, we just need you to to understand where we're coming from and just just educate yourselves. Yeah. You know, education educate is key, yourselves. you know. And we were talking, like, how would you react in that moment? And I said earlier, you mentioned being small, and I sm- said earlier, this guy, like, the repercussions of sometimes educating other people can be severe. This guy's in charge of my grades for this class, you know? Right. I didn't want to do anything to get on this guy's bad side. And right. at the same time, I didn't want to end up in detention or anything like, like that just for standing up for myself. But I knew the emotions were so strong in that moment that I couldn't say anything. People were always like, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you say something? First of all, in the moment, it's kind of awkward. Like, you're the it's only hard. visibly like, Muslim person in that yes. room, and you're clearly being targeted by someone that's just very ignorant. Um, what are you going to do in that situation? So what I went ahead and did is, even when I was talking to admin, I refu- I did not negatively talk about this man in particular. I right. said, I genuinely think that he's uneducated and that, you know, he's just trying to, you know, he has his own implicit bias and he has his own opinions on things, and that's perfectly fine. I'm not hating on him for his opinions because that's not right of me. But at the same time... I'm respecting him for his opinions that actually hate that his opinions, which actually mean that he kind of hates Muslims. Yeah. Um, but at this, like, not a big opinion at all. You know, like, it's not a big opinion. I mean, it is a big opinion, I'm but like, I'm still respecting. Like, okay, you can believe that. That's fine. It's not true, though. So you need to respect approach. me. Yeah. Yes. So even when talking about him to admin, I was just like, look, guys, I'm not bashing on my teacher. I'm not trying to speak negatively about this man at all. I'm not saying that I hate this guy, even though sometimes deep down I'm like, man, please stop talking (laughs) about yourself. Like, oh, my gosh. But at the same time, I didn't. I didn't portray him in a negative light. Instead, I was like, okay, look, the information he's presenting is wrong. And that needs to be that needs to be stopped. You can't keep showing that in class rather than rather than bashing on the person you know so in the moment if you don't know what to do and you know that your anger is going to overwhelm like just everything just take a step back and breathe you know and then from there take action in a respectful manner you know yeah and this is something like I kind of just remembered this but um I was sitting last week with a group of people and this one teacher who she's not she's definitely not an Islamophobe you know she's just I don't know. I don't want to say she's ignorant, but she also doesn't know a lot of things. Mm-hmm. She's, she's uneducated. When, when she asks questions, though, she'll always be like, "Hey, I don't want this to come off as offensive. Yeah. Like, here's my question." So she's always been like really, um, you know, just really nice about it. But last week we were. I don't know how this the topic of Prophet Muhammad came up. Yeah. Okay. Peace be upon him. Like I don't Peace even know him. where this came from. Um, but she was like, oh, well, wasn't his first wife, like, way older than him? And I was like, yeah, she was, like, 20 years older than him. That's that's the fact. And I know, even for me, that feels a little weird a to little think bit. about. But it's, like, not, I mean, I can't say anything about what <laughs> happened in his life. Like, so one of the kids in the back was like, oh, she was a cougar. And I was like, oh, my what? God. <laughs> and the teacher was like, she was like, yeah, like, pretty much like that. Like, And I was just like, Whoa. what in the actual world? Like, I don't even remember what I said, I remember hearing that and I was just like, did I 
hear this correctly? You say cougar? Uh, yeah. Like, it, they literally said that, she, like, Prophet Muhammad's first wife was a cougar. Oh and my I just God, was that like, is so and I was like, well, right. And I was just like, well, no, that's just how it happened. And it happened in a, like, a respectful way. Like, she, like, Khadija, his first wife, literally went through her, um, her sister to talk to yeah, Prophet Muhammad, yeah. like, because the teacher also brought up a point. She was like, so this could have been, like, her child. And I was like, I was like, yeah, but at the same time, like, what ended up happening was that the Prophet Muhammad, he was known for his, saying. like, loyalty and his trustworthiness. And he was literally, like, called the trustworthy, the yeah. most trustworthy, like, um, al-Amin. like, I don't know how that exactly translates in English, but, um, what happened was his his first wife was was doing business through him. She was he was a merchant, so mm-hmm. she had him take like her caravans to somewhere else, and she realized how amazing this man was. This is even before the revelation of Islam came down. Like yeah. she realized how amazing of a person this this man was, and she went about marrying him in a respectful manner. She's not a cougar, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was just like, oh my god, I cannot yeah. believe that that just came out of this person's mouth. Like, well. Not only that, like, everything that happens in the Prophet, peace be upon him, like, his life, you know, is an example to show, like, you know, if it happened in his life and it was approved by him, then it can happen, like, in your life, too, you know? So, if anything, showing that, it shows that women in Islam are indeed, um, what's the word, are indeed valued and they do have rights because they have they, she can actually you know go I mean? up, a woman can go up to a man and ask for his hand in marriage. Right, that's where, That's so, something that's frowned <laughs> upon in most, in most yeah, societies. Was, I think that was actually where the conversation stemmed from because the teacher asked me, she looked at me and she was like, well, can women be forward like yeah. that? And I was like, yeah, well, like, here's In a respectful evidence. way. And not only that, like, a woman can be older than a man and get married to him as long right. as it's done as correctly, as it you know? Works, you know? Yeah. I think each person is just... So, like, taking it out of proportion like that and be like, well, she's a cougar. Like, that's not the point of the story. I was so offended. I don't even know. Like, I honestly don't even remember what exactly happened in the moment. I was like, I heard it and I kind of paused for a second and then I was like, uh... That's not... No. That's not what happened. Yeah. So... Everything really in crazy. Islam has a purpose, you know? Everything that... Everything that's told, everything in hadith or, like, just the prophet's life has a purpose, you know? Yeah. You can't go and disrespect it, you know? We're not going to go and disrespect whatever stories are said about Jesus, you know? Exactly. Like... And I think that that's something that people don't think about. And I mean, I feel like we're all guilty of just not putting ourselves in other people's shoes sometimes. Yeah. But when you are, like, the subject to a lot of these, you know, these, like, just even things that aren't necessarily meant to be harmful, Mm -hmm. but they kind of come off in a weird way, like, you start to really put yourself in other people's shoes. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm not going to go out here. Like, I don't believe Christianity is the, you know, correct religion to follow. But you're going to respect it. Right, but I do believe in Jesus. And I do believe that, you know, Mm -hmm. I believe in his story. And that maybe not exactly as the Bible says it, but if I want to know, like, about any of these religions, because I have friends who are Christian or Jewish or whatever, and it's like you ask in a respectful way, because I want to know. It's not because I'm trying to bash you down or I'm going to... And, yeah, maybe sometimes I do find certain things that they say weird, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of... That feels a little... That doesn't sound right. Like, I'm not... I personally don't believe that. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, that's wrong. And, like, this person is X, Y, and Z as a label. Like, no. So. That actually reminds me. So my art class. Shout out to my art class, guys. If you guys are listening to this, my <laughs> art table, my buddies. <laughs> um, no. We were talking. <laughs> what? No, I like my I like my art table. Um, we were talking, and one of them, he's really like Christian, and I'm I'm pretty Muslim, you know. So he's like, I have a question. What do you believe like Prophet Noah's story? Mm. And so I told it to him, and he was like. Oh, that's really interesting because we believe in this, but we don't. We don't believe in this part. We actually believe it in this way, and it was such, um, 
a humane conversation conversation that was just so nice to have especially after instances of having a teacher that's islamophobic just saying like wow people are actually willing to learn as long as you're willing to respect them yeah you know and i just wish conversations happened like that more often and then we had someone that isn't as religious um he like he's like claims he's christian but he isn't as religious he was learning from the both of us just sitting there he was like oh really like oh i didn't know that you know so just being genuinely curious is perfectly fine. Yes. You're allowed to ask questions. No one, yeah, we are not, because I feel like people are always like, oh, like, is this offensive if I ask this? We're not offended by your questions, unless yeah. unless it's an offensive question. But if you want to know, like, just ask, you know yeah. what I mean? It, we are not going to, like, bash you for not knowing. It's not an instance where it's like, I know more than you and I'm better than you. Yeah. It's just like, if you want to know, like, I, I mean, I know for me, like, I'll genuinely tell you what I know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And And if I I learn something, that's great, you know? What is offensive, though, is when someone sets boundaries or says, hey, I don't like, I don't appreciate it when you do this, or I don't appreciate it when you ask me this. You're like, well, why? Just respect it, you know? And then you continue to do that action, like, just respect it. It's a different culture. It's a different ideology. It's just a different way of viewing life. Mm -hmm. Like, just respect personal boundaries. If I tell you, I don't like it when you get that close to me, just, like, because, you know, personally, like, you know, that's just not right. You know, girls stay over here, guys stay over here. Just don't give me a high five. I don't want a high five. You know, right. just respect that, you Respecting know? Respecting those like... Don't continue to do it and just completely like, oh, I know that this person doesn't appreciate it when I do this, but I'm still going to do it anyway because I feel like it. Like, that's just wrong. It is. That's it, just wrong. It really is. I think that that's something that, um, I feel like the hijab... Because its purpose, right, is to protect us from, it is. from you know, all those instances. It's supposed of, to like, deter, obviously. but it doesn't necessarily... It, so that's the thing. I feel like it does in a lot of contexts. Like, there's a lot of time where guys will be like, they'll come into a room and then they'll, like, high five or fist bump everyone, but they don't do that to me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, the hijab is kind of serving as a barrier. Like, perfect. <laughs> but then you have other instances where guys will get, like, way too close. They yeah. don't really care. And it's just like, do you not... Like, first see? of all, personal <laughs> space. Like, there's a bubble. I feel like everyone has their ratio of bubble don't pop the bubble whether you're hijabi or not right Muslim or it not. doesn't matter just, just you know give them some personal space so they don't smell what you ate this morning oh my God. <laughs> but like second of all like the whole point of hijab is to show that okay just respect me and just leave me alone you can you know talk to me this and that that's perfectly fine but when it comes to physical touch and things like that I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't, you know? And if I explain why, just respect that. We don't don't have to go and do it anyway. An interrogation with us. It's just that this is and make us feel weird. You know what I mean? This is the path that I'm choosing to follow. This is what has been Mm -hmm. commanded by God, and this is what I'm choosing to kind of follow down that path. Now it's not weird, it's just different, and that's okay. I think that's the end of this whole thing. The bottom line is like different is is it doesn't have to be scary. You know, God created us with differences for a reason. I think we just have to learn from each other. And there's, Mm -hmm. there's an instance that something, something that happened to me at the beginning of the school year. So I volunteer at this elementary school and it was my first day there this past semester. And, um, it was maybe a couple weeks into the school year for their, for their school. And, um, I was in this classroom with the second graders and the teacher that I help out, she had some kids dispersed into her room from other from another teacher who wasn't there that day. Mm-hmm. And so one of the students that was in that classroom that wasn't actually her student got called out for early dismissal. And then like 10 minutes later, I left. But this girl that had been called out, she was still in the office with her mom. Like her mom was like signing her out. She, this girl, little girl like waved to me like, you know, kids are just like so excited to see people they know. <laughs> so I waved back at her. I go and sign my, myself out. And the girl and her mom, like, walk out in front of me, and I'm, like, walking out on my phone, like, not really paying attention to my surroundings, not really, like, listening to other people. Um, 
And so I'm walking like in an opposite direction to my car and this girl, I guess she was talking to me. I didn't really register it because again, like I was not like paying, I was like just on my phone after being there for a while with kids, like it gets to be kind of a lot. Like I was just like walking out, literally minding my own business. But apparently this girl was like calling out to me and her mom got so offended at the fact that I was like, quote unquote, ignoring this girl. Oh my God. And she said out loud that she was going to report me. <laughs> and I was like, what? I kept walking because I was like, I'm not going to entertain I'm not gonna this. Enter- yeah, I'm not going to entertain this. But the fact and this was this was a black woman and her daughter. And I was like, the fact that you should understand what it's like to be so discriminated against, Mm -hmm. but then you're giving me that same treatment that you don't appreciate. Yeah. Just because I'm wearing the hijab, like, it really affected... Like, I know I wasn't in the wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. You just genuinely didn't hear It was so, like... I was so shocked that day, and I was just like, wait, like, what in the world? Um, Nothing ended up happening. I did not get reported, (laughs) but... It was an empty threat. It guys. was it was just like what the heck? Like I I'm sorry I wasn't I wasn't really paying attention to what you were saying. Like so just stuff like that that it's just like yeah. why does it have to happen? I don't you know, because it stays with people. Like it really does. It really does affect people. Like, so so I feel like the bottom line of this whole thing. I know we went on a couple different tangents, but they all they all tie into each other. You know, Islamophobia is a real thing. Hatred towards other people is a real thing, Absolutely. and whether it's going. Whether it's being targeted at you or targeted towards someone that you know, say something. You know, in a polite and kind manner. I'm not saying put yourself in the wrong, but you have to stand up for yourself. You have to say something. Because if you don't, then what's going to happen is it's just going to continue to happen. People are going to continue to take advantage of you. And if if you can't, like Asid was saying, in that moment, stand up for yourself for various reasons, um, as a bystander, don't be a bystander. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Even if it's not affecting you, even if it's not in your place, you have to understand that sometimes standing up for yourself or saying something out loud in front of a bunch of other people, it's it's really, first of all, intimidating. It can be really scary. But also there's so much emotion running through that person yeah. that they don't even know what to say in the moment. So stand up for them or just say something. Or even if you're not standing up in front of everybody, go to that person after. Privately. It's just make sure so they're okay. impactful. Like yeah. it, it really does impact you so much when, when you see people that actually care about you even if they're not from your faith people Mm -hmm. that genuinely want to make sure you're okay people that um support you with things like oh i'm gonna go pray like okay that's like instead of just having like a million and one questions and like oh what are you why are you doing that like what that we literally had someone like (laughs) run by us and they were like what the hell are you doing while we we were praying praying. like excuse me we were like literally in prostration in sejud it was during one of the games and these two kids like what the hell are they doing (laughs) it's like well you know i wish that parents would actually educate their kids so that way more people when they get older aren't as ignorant you know and this is kind of another side tangent but a couple years ago I was hiking in the mountains with like my family and a couple other families and it was time to pray and so we all just like found a little corner and we started praying and there was a family that was like walking by and the parents told their kids to like lower their voices they were like I think they're like praying guys like just like lower your voices and stuff and that was like you like there's such small gestures but they mean so, so much. much like it's just so crazy you know that actually reminds me yesterday so we went to a hornets game yesterday <laughs> um it was 
it was an experience. But something that really stood out to me is my dad, brother, sister, and I, we needed a place to pray. And at first, my my dad was like, okay, we can just pray here. And I was like, personally, I can't pray here. It's really loud. So, okay, we need to find a quiet spot. And, like, we were running out of time. The we people went, at the Hornet Stadium know us. Like, we always ask really, them to pray. And they're like, yes, you have this corner. You got you. Like, yeah. What happened was we ended up walking around the whole thing until we found somebody. And we went to this lady. I was like, look, I know this is an awkward request, but we need a place to pray. Like, a quiet corner. Is there anywhere we can go? Right. She's like, I don't know anywhere, but let me take you to this guy so he ta- she takes us to this guy and i say the same whole spiel i'm like we need a just five minutes just a couple minutes just to pray um do you have any quiet place to go and he's like oh yeah just go into that stairwell over there and he was like i just want you to know that that's not a weird requ- that's not a mm-hmm. weird or uh, uh, uh what did he say he said like uh, awkward request we get it all the time right. and i sat there and i was like just that reassurance because in the moment it felt kind of weird asking someone like hey can we pray here because usually we find a place on our own but it was our first time in this place you know we didn't know where to go yeah but just him saying like it's not a weird request it's not awkward at all like it's fine made me feel so much better as I was praying I felt at ease I was like wow like just knowing that people understand they're not gonna come and pray Maana like with us but at the same time they understand and they're willing to respect that, you know? And and that's something. I was actually writing something, like, about very similar topics, like Islamophobia that I've experienced, like, literally, like, two days ago. Mm-hmm. And something that stood out to me so much, a point that I made sure to, like, actually make was the fact that even with all of these negative instances of Islamophobia and, me, you know, you know, like, the subconscious maybe, like, hatred that you might receive or the stares or, like, the glare sometimes... Um, the good really does outweigh the bad. It really so does. So I don't want to end this episode on, like, a negative note, but, you know, like, like yes, Islamophobia is real. It affects us X, Y, and Z. But at the same time, the, 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 the moments that we experience of Islamophobia are so minor in comparison to the kindness that a lot of people mm-hmm. show and the understanding and just... Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's sad to say this, but it feels nice to go out in public and be treated normally. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because a lot of the so, time that's not the case, you know? Yeah. Like you said, sometimes it just feels like you have a walking target on your head. Yeah, and I mean, I said I'm not going to end this negatively, but like, especially with the all the stuff that's been happening with, with guns, guns and stuff. It's terrifying. Like, I really do, like, that is I something in the back of my mind. I'm like, someone could just pull the trigger. Yeah. I could be walking and they could just pull the trigger on my back. And, like... Just for I, me existing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, like I said, the good moments really do outweigh Well, not bad. only that, like, I feel like something beautiful about the World Cup, let me just tie back the World Cup just into to this towards the end. <laughs> it's just, like, we were talking, we started off with Islamophobia and then we tied it into just the beauty of the World Cup and yeah. things like that. Let the beauty out shine. Yes. You know, let it shine because we as an ummah, as a people, we're like, okay, people are saying these things about us, but we're not going to let it stop us from showing who we really are. And I feel like we were more motivated to show who we really are. At school, I was like, guys, we're voting for Morocco. Let's yeah. let the Muslims win. <laughs> and okay, they got fourth and they made history, okay? But at the same time, like, just seeing them prostrate on the floor, just seeing, you know, all of those dot tables that are at the at the stadiums, the stadiums and things like that and seeing so many people convert and just being genuinely interested and curious really really warmed my heart and seeing seeing everyone together regardless of all the hate is something that we should continue to strive to do you know we should continue to stand together regardless of all of the things being thrown at us we're like we're not going to let it stop us because when we stand together in the end you know it's you know it's not going to affect us as we're much we're stronger together we're stronger together exactly like a really cliche saying, but it's but so true it is really true i so, mean as as a muslim people i think i might have mentioned this in another episode or maybe not but um there is a lot of division and separation in the Muslim community itself, mm-hmm. 
but people just have to be able to see that we are so much stronger and better united like yeah. it's genuinely it's it's what we need to do instead of having the separation and having like all of these different you know things that divide us we need to just if we want the the non-muslim world to support us or we have to, to respect support us, ourselves we have to be a pillar yeah. you know what i mean we have to support each other and that's something that doesn't happen very often unfortunately so yeah but seeing that especially with the last like month or so in this world cup is something that really warms my heart and it shows that we have the potential to do that we just have to continue to it's been really beautiful you know, it really has been i'm kind of sad for it to end but it's okay we yeah have, we have another one so in the end just if you're a bystander, say something, you know? And if you're in that moment where you're just emotions are filling you, just, you know, take a step back and respond appropriately. And sympathize. Yeah, and, and sympathize. actually empathize. Like, put yourself yeah. in, in that, that position. Because you don't know what people are going through. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Also, oh. vote Argentina tomorrow. I mean, support. I don't even know where that came from, but yeah, hopefully so, Argentina wins. <laughs> you know, if, if, if Morocco can't get it, I want, I want Messi to get it. This is the last World Cup. Yeah. So, we'll okay. See. Enough about soccer. <laughs>